Welcome to IMTV Radio, bringing you the latest analysis from Socialist Appeal, the British section of the international Marxist tendency. For regular updates, subscribe to our podcast through SoundCloud or iTunes, or visit www.socialist.net. Isn't our British democracy wonderful? We just have a perfect example of this uh, marvellous democratic process. We apparently we, we're just going to have a new prime minister, in case you hadn't noticed. And how is this new prime minister going to be elected? Well, he's not really going to be elected, or rather, he will be elected by uh, approximately 160,000 people. That's approximately uh, 0.2% of the total population of the United Kingdom. Uh, who are members of the Conservative Party. But uh, don't worry, this is a very representative uh, spectrum of British society, mainly composed of stockbrokers, antique dealers, second-hand car sellers, and the riffraff of this particular sort. Um, Some statistics concerning the the Conservative Party, I thought you might like to know this. of this 160,000 uh, individuals, half of them are over 65 of age, 65 years of age. Uh, 70% are male, 90% or over 90% are white. Uh, 58% support the reintroduction of the death penalty for some, uh, some offences, like uh, stealing sheep, I suppose. believe that climate change is at least exaggerated, if not an outright fraud. 56% consider that Islam is a threat to the British way of life. And 74% naturally support Boris the Barbarian, Boris Boris Johnson. Incidentally, 54% consider that there would be an even better Prime Minister for, for Britain if it was Donald Trump. Uh, while we're on the subject of Donald Trump, I can't resist showing you this. You see, my favorite paper, the Metro, what it says. Today's edition, a very special relationship. There it is. A very special relationship. Trump brands our ambassador wacky. That's mad in case you didn't know. Pompous, stupid, and our prime minister foolish. Well, you couldn't really disagree with him on uh, on any of those uh, assertions. But you see, let's, let's go back to this uh, to Tory party uh, jamboree, this election of, uh, of a new prime minister. Now, you see, you might think that it's a normal thing for the Conservative Party or the Labour Party or any other, any other party to elect its, its own leader. Of course, it's a perfectly normal thing. But this is somewhat different. You see, there have been many occasions in the past when the Conservative Party or the Labour Party has elected a leader in opposition. Yes, but what we have here is not a party in opposition, but a governing party. This is something quite uh, quite unique. I believe it is unique. In the whole annals of Brit- British parliamentary history, you won't find a case like this. That 160,000 people are electing not the party leader, they're electing the Prime Minister of Great Britain. Now, you, you might have thought in your naivety, as I might think, 
that in a situation like this, the appropriate thing would be to call a general election, to let the people decide. After all, isn't that the whole idea of, of, of Brexit and of uh, sovereignty, and of the people deciding, and, and so on and so forth? They were very keen on people deciding in the referendum, after all. Why not let the people decide in the general election? Well, no such thing. And the reason why they don't want a general, we'll come to that uh, in, uh, in, in a moment. But no, no, no. What you have here, my friends, is neither more or less than a coup d'etat. Oh yes, that, that's what it is, it's a coup d'etat against British democracy, against the will of the majority, by a tiny, completely and absolutely unrepresentative group of reactionaries. Because the Tory party now, of course, as we well know, has been taken over, has been hijacked by a very unrepresentative clique of extreme reactionaries. Headed, of course, by, by Boris Johnson, Rhys Morgan, and other gangsters of that kind. And there is very little doubt, and I don't think anyone can have the slightest doubt, especially after last night's uh, pathetic performance, the so-called debate between the two, only two candidates, of course, Boris Johnson and uh, Jeremy Hunt. They, uh, they had a so-called debate, a head-to-head -head collision, on, on television, which was a complete farce. Incidentally, you see, Jeremy Hunt, who's losing, of course, he's uh, rapidly losing his uh, whatever support he might have had, but he had a chance last night, I thought, especially after this business, the Trump affair. Now, here's an interesting point, again, re referring to British democracy. You see, I thought in my naivety, that the whole idea of the Brexiteers and the Tory party and Boris Johnson was to establish our sovereignty as a nation, our independence. You remember that. You get our sovereignty back from these people from, uh, from Brussels, these, these people who interfere in our affairs. Now, you see, if, if Vladimir Putin were to interfere in our affairs, that would, of course, be, be, be a tremendous scandal, be on the front page of all the newspapers. But when Donald Trump interferes actively, openly, blatantly in the political life of Great Britain, to the extent of telling us who should be the next Prime Minister of Britain, well, this is quite normal. Yes, and you'd better get used to this. It will be quite normal for Donald Trump to decide everything. Because as I've pointed out on previous occasions, I make no apology for repeating this, if the British parliament or government or whatever, decides to leave the European Union, yes, you'll have broken away from control by one uh, reactionary gang, if you like, but certainly not to achieve sovereignty and independence, no, nothing of the sort. What you would then become, Britain would then become a completely dominated, a colony of the United States of America with Emperor Donald Trump sitting on the throne across the Atlantic and dictating everything to the British people. And of course, Boris the Barbarian, Boris Johnson, acting as a satrap, as a mere colonial administrator, whose only task in life is to say, yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir, to the boss sitting in the White House. Yes. Boris Johnson, this big man, this big uh, hero of, of British sovereignty, is, of course, uh, a, a bootlegger. This is the real relationship, the real special relationship between Britain and the United States. We're just a colony. 
an abject colony run by this uh, gangster sitting in uh, in Washington, and Boris Johnson and Jeremy Hunt. You see, that's, that was so pathetic about this so-called debate. It wasn't a debate because they agree on everything, good heavens above. There's no difference between them on anything, on Brexit, on their attitude to, to Trump even, where I thought Jeremy uh, Hunt would have uh, a possibility of getting at least one last uh, uh, attack, one last uh, brave counterattack against uh, Boris Johnson, put him on the spot in relation to these disgraceful declarations of Trump, which trample over. They're in, they are an insult. Oh, yeah, that's per even Tory leaders have said that. Tory ministers have said that, that this is an insult not against the British ambassador, but against the people of Britain, against the British nation as such. Now, if, if Putin were to try to interfere in that way, it'd be a scandal, but to Trump it's acceptable, because they need Trump, they need a trade deal, they need everything else. And Boris Johnson is merely a bootlicker. I wonder whether he, why he was able to speak in this debate last night. One would have thought he had ulcers on his tongue from licking the boots of Mr. Donald Trump so much as he does. And again last night he defended this. And Jeremy Hunt failed signally, miserably, to press home his attack. Oh, he's probably thinking of a position in Boris Johnson's uh, future, future government. So this is the score. This is the score. On Brexit, of course, they agree. Uh, Hunt was supposed to have a different position on Brexit. He does not. He does not. Because they have to pander to these 160,000 reactionaries in the Conservative Party. They must put this, this the same position. Boris Johnson has even gone to the length of saying that if he can't get his way, can't get Brexit, by, and he said last night, we will leave, we must leave by the 31st of uh, October, by the 1st of November. We're out, so he says. Uh, Come what may, irrespective of the consequences, even a no-deal Brexit, he's in favour of a no-deal Brexit, which would be a simple matter. Yes, as simple as falling off a cliff, as they say. And, the, and Britain would be falling off a cliff under those uh, circumstances. Yes, they, they mean to press ahead. Boris Johnson has even got to the, to, gone to the lengths of saying that if necessary, he'll prorogue Parliament. Oh, yes. He'll send Parliament away, he'll disband Parliament for a period of time until time runs out such that Britain, whether you like it or not, will fall off a cliff in a no-deal Brexit. That's, that's nice, isn't it? And at least last night, Jeremy Hunt was sharp enough at least to make one uh, barbed attack on, uh, on Johnson. He said, yes, the last time that somebody got rid of Parliament without its permission, there was a civil war. He remembered, you see, the English Revolution in the uh, 17th century. Was, uh, at least the man knows something about history. But this shows the complete contempt, the complete and absolute contempt for democracy which exists in the, in the conservative uh, leadership. They intend to push everything through without parliament, without an election. And, so on. and why, why, why do they not go to an election? Are they not confident that they, they would win? Well, no, that's the problem, isn't it? Boris Johnson and the others are not at all confident that they can win the election. The Conservative Party has covered itself in glory in the last few years. It's completely and utterly discredited. It's split, it's divided against itself. Of course, then they've, they've got uh, the other gangster breathing down their, their neck, uh, 
Mr. Farage and his Brexit party and so on and so forth. So they will be split, the Conservative Party will be split, they'll be in a mess. And there's a big danger here, isn't there? The danger is that Labour will win these elections in spite of everything. Everybody can win the elections. You see, there's a problem with Jeremy Corbyn, that the Labour right-wing, these other gangsters, these conservative infiltrators into the Labour Party, by God, they are precisely that, constantly stabbing Labour in the back every, every two minutes. Yes, their argument is, oh no, Jeremy Corbyn is, is, is a danger to the Labour Party because he can't win an election. My friends, the problem that the ruling class faces and the problem that the, the Blairites and the Labour Party, these renegades, what they face, is not that Jeremy Corbyn cannot win an election. The problem that they face is that he can win an election. And this, is, this fills them, of course, with dread. That's the reason for this latest uh, outburst. Tonight they've got a hatchet job on television, I've no doubt. I don't think I'll even bo bother to watch it. Anti-Semitism in the Labour Party raises its ugly head again. Complete nonsense. A complete fabrication, yes, by the uh, Israeli government and the Israeli embassy in London, oh yes. And the agents in the Labour Party and the right wing and the Conservative Party all attempting desperately, desperately to discredit Jeremy Corbyn, to discredit the left wing because precisely they fear the consequences of the Labour government. This, of course, should fill us with uh, tremendous uh, joy and confidence. We're not afraid of being attacked by our enemies. Mao Zedong is not my favourite uh, politician, but he did say something interesting. He said, to be attacked by the enemy is not a bad thing, but a good thing. Yes, we're being attacked by our enemies. Look at this. Look at the, look at the state of the enemy. Look at the horrible uh, reactionary uh, tribe that, that, that they are. That's the real threat to Britain. That's the real threat that we face. And therefore, we should take this opportunity, Labour should seize the opportunity, to go on the offensive. Enough of uh, defensive uh, apologising for this, that and the other. Anti-Semitism and all this other disgusting crap which has been delib deliberately invented to discredit the Labour Party. No, no, no. Let's go under the offensive, demand a general election, campaign for a general election. The trade union leaders want a general election. Why don't they call a general strike? To protest against this monstrous uh, violation of elementary democratic rights. No, what we should be demanding and mobilising for is an immediate general election to elect a Labour government. Oh yes, but a Labour government pledged to policies in the interest of the majority, not the minority, to the many, not the few, to quote uh, Jeremy Corbyn. Genuine socialist uh, policies of expropriating the bankers and capitalists, of putting an end to this uh, nightmare of capitalism, and really laying the basis for, for, for a real independent uh, Britain, if you like, on the basis of genuine sovereignty, the only sovereignty that we are interested in, the sovereignty of the working class, the people who create the, all the wealth of this country, the only progressive class, the only class that can show this country out of the present nightmare and towards a better future. Thank you for tuning in to IMTV Radio. Subscribe or download the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud or visit www.socialist.net for all the latest news, analysis and Marxist ideas.